After Bay, the podcast for all life and love forms of Acadia Bay and beyond. I'm your host Martin, as known as It's Me Maxine. First of all, I hope you all are healthy and safe. This podcast is one week late because I was infected with COVID-19 and had to stay in quarantine and regain my strength. Thanks that you waited for it and I hope you will enjoy it. This time I will do an interview with Tero as known as Bart or Retrobart, about fan art and of course ask a question about his opinion on the upcoming new game Life is Strange True Colors. Fan art we will cover will range from drawings to 3D printing. And I will find out why he calls himself Retrobart. Spoiler, it has to do with nerdy computer stuff. Kudos again to Riley Hawk for letting me use her Life is Strange inspired music for the podcast and Olya Rue for the fan art. So, without further ado, here's the interview. Oh, and by the way, if you hear something barking in the background, that is my dog, Crush. So, my name is Tero, and uh, in the internet I go by the alias of Lonesome Bard, or Retro Bard, or just plain Bard. I live in Finland. I'm 47 years old, so quite old for a Life is Strange fan, perhaps. <laughs> Although <laughs> not probably not the only one at this age. And I, I have a family, so I have a son and wife. And so I don't have that much time to dedicate for gaming or such because uh, Real life usually takes priority, but mm -hmm. uh, Life is Strange has definitely been one game that uh, I've actually dedicated some time to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so you're not the the oldest one. So <laughs> I'm fifty. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I think I will maybe touch on this topic later. And sure. yeah, good good to hear. Um, yeah, talking about Life is Strange, sure, this is the main reason why we are here. We are all uh, here. And what about this podcast? And yeah, I will ask some questions about Life is Strange, of course. And uh, the first one is, of course, is how and when you got into the uh, video game Life is Strange franchise? Um, the first time I, well, kind of got to know about it there was um, i was reading a games magazine back in mm -hmm. 2014 uh -huh, okay and and i saw this picture of a blue-haired punk girl um <laughs> smoking a joint and i got <laughs> curious <laughs> and i read the article and uh I was thinking, ah, oh, well, this is an interesting concept that I have to look into it. When it mm -hmm. so, I guess it it was around August. So I guess the game was just announced or something, and mm -hmm. 
and I got interested. Um, I didn't get the game actually. Uh, I guess it came out already in January 2015, but mm -hmm. I didn't get it until um, it was March. So mm -hmm. close to six years. Mm, okay, that is a long time. So <laughs> yeah. So um, I then started playing, or I just got the first episode, and I played it through, and uh, immediately got the season pass afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that I could play play the rest of the episodes. So I think. Um, There was uh, second episode was already out, and uh, mm -hmm. the third was like a few days later. So I basically played first three episodes almost back to back. Ah, okay, okay. That's pretty much how I got into it. <laughs> okay. And uh, what was special uh, for you uh, when you um, played it? Was it something different than other games? I think it was the setting. Well, I've always been a big fan of adventure games, the old mm -hmm. point-and-click stuff from the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> and this Life is Strange had a kind of similar feeling to it, and it was... I liked the pacing, so it wasn't so fast-paced as compared, for example, some first-person shooters or something. So I really liked the pace, and I really also liked the setting and story and the characters. Mm -hmm. That really made it special for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And was there a special moment or a special, some say, okay, this game changed my life or was there anything like that for you? I really have to say it was the, it was the endings mm -hmm. that really got into me or got, got to me. So um, especially the sacrifice Chloe ending. Mm -hmm. It was so touching that uh, when I saw it i just sat there quietly for like i don't know minutes mm -hmm. so uh, it was it had a huge impact on me uh as i think from a lot of people yeah <laughs> that's correct yeah. yeah yeah that's true and uh, afterwards after playing um i'm not sure because i was getting later into the fandom um Was there already a fandom out there or was there a community? And how did you get into that community then? The community, I think, uh, well, the Life is Strange fans uh, community, I guess, uh, if I remember correctly, it started uh, sometime in January 2016. Mm -hmm. Okay. I played the uh, um, last episode when it came out in October 2015. So I really wasn't aware of a community at the time. Mm. But uh, I started looking into the fan fiction that was written about it. So I went to fanfiction.net and 
there was already quite a good selection of uh, stories. And uh, I guess uh, that was kind of my stepping stone into the fandom. Of course, I then discovered the uh, Life is Strange fans community and uh, mm-hmm. I joined that in spring of 2016. So we will touch on, on uh, fan fictions maybe a little bit, little bit later, then we can dig deeper into that. Sure. And yeah, uh, so when you got into the community, what do you like most about the, the community and the fandom of the community? I guess I guess I would have to say it's the people. Mm-hmm. The fandom has so diverse selection of uh, people mm. from with different kinds of backgrounds, and uh, also I was I felt very welcomed when I joined first. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, kind of. Uh, was welcoming and very diverse and uh, I found uh, quite a lot of people that I enjoyed talking with and discussing the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were mostly on the Life is Strange fans Discord server or what? Uh, are you on other platforms? Uh, well, the Discord actually didn't, uh, didn't exist at that point, so... Uh, in the beginning, the Life Strange fans had their own proprietary chat mm-hmm. at the website. Mm-hmm. We were actually using that for discussing the game. And of course, back then it was just a single channel, so everything was <laughs> mishmashed into that same channel. <laughs> it didn't move into the Discord until. I don't know, maybe a year later. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for that was that the, the chat that was used in, 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 the, in the website was it kind of was sluggish and unstable. Mm-hmm. Or it became that at first it worked pretty okay, but uh, uh, at the later time it kind of uh, the crashed a lot so mm-hmm. wasn't much fun to use so it was uh, the ad- administrators uh, decided that they, they move the chat to discord mm-hmm. okay so um, maybe we can be, come later to it but uh, I'm not sure if you are familiar or because you are almost my age um about the mailboxing scene in the in the eighties, so maybe <laughs> I was totally reminded uh, of this when I saw the Discord server uh, of this mailbox scene in, in, from the eighties. But but I'm not sure if you uh, were also into this uh, in the eighties or nineties. Uh, well, yeah, well, kind of reminds me of um, IRC. Also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. that's probably the most. <laughs> similar okay so um i'm not sure if i get it right but were you also involved into the discord server from from life is strange fans so are you a moderator there yeah i'm currently a moderator over there so um first i was 
just a member, but uh, mm-hmm. the administrators contacted me and asked if I would like to moderate. I I have to admit that uh, I don't haven't had much time to dedicate for actual moderation because well, real life mm-hmm. takes priority. So, but of course, if I see something that uh, requires a moderator's attention, mm-hmm. I'll address address the issue then. Mm-hmm. When you think about the fandom, uh, what is your main yeah uh, main input? What you like the most, like drawings, cosplay, fan fiction, videos? I guess it would have to be uh, fan art and fan fiction. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I like the most in the fandom. So um, I guess it's probably due to my age. So <laughs> I. <laughs> I haven't, uh, I really haven't uh, been, or uh, I'm not in that much into like cosplay or that. So that's, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's some kind of generation issue that the younger generation like to do. And uh, I do appreci- appreciate uh, all the work and uh, effort that the people put into their uh, cosplay costumes and mm-hmm. in into that hobby so i can appreciate that course but and that's not really my thing though <laughs> that's okay so talking about uh, fan art yeah a lot of fans express themselves in fan art and i've seen that you also um yeah write fan fictions and made drawings and made 3d art um starting with drawing how you got into drawing well um i guess i've been drawing pretty much all my life although uh there was a period when i wasn't doing it that much in my adulthood but i guess uh playing the game life is strange kind of got me back into drawing again when I saw all the great fan art made by the mm-hmm. all those all these talented people, so I I thought that well, I already had a um, a pen display, mm-hmm. so I thought that I actually might make some use of it. <laughs> Started doing, although. Uh, I when I got back into drawing, I actually started uh, with pen and paper. But then, mm-hmm. then I thought that uh, well, I have the display, so I just might make some use of it. <laughs> yeah, cool. That but because I can't uh, draw anything. <laughs> my my son is good in drawing, but uh, for me, it's very hard. Well. Um, so I, I think your, your drawings are very good, but I am not sure if you have any website or anything because I saw some posts from your from your drawings, but um, I'm not sure if you are. Uh, maybe you draw not a lot of stuff, but because of time sh- uh, restraints or anything, or did I miss anything? Do you have a, a deviant art site? Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I have an account there, and uh, 
I guess uh, most of uh, the Life is Strange stuff that I've drawn digitally are there. Mm, okay. But to this, I haven't had time to draw that much as much as I would like to. <laughs> so that's, again, real life taking priority. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure, but what, what I've seen from your drawings is that you, um, I think it was uh, pictures of uh, Victoria and Kate. So are there any favorite settings or characters? Yeah, well, I do like to draw Victoria and Kate. So um, Victoria has actually become my favorite character mm -hmm. of the first game. And also, I like to draw Kate. So, and uh, I think they just make a so cute couple. So <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of the reasons why I draw them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've seen that you made uh, 3D printing or 3D art. And I haven't seen this, I think, in the fandom. I'm not sure, but, but I'm not so on Reddit or any other, as you say, deviant art or anything. So how do you got into 3D printing then? Well, um, I guess it's uh, from to my other hobby, which is uh, old 8 and 16-bit computers and game consoles. And 3D printing is, has always interested me. It has so kind of so many applications where you can use mm -hmm. when when you 3D 3D print parts so you can make like uh, enclosures or replace a broken part or something and uh, mm. that kind of got me also got me into uh, 3D modeling mm -hmm. because there's in many cases there aren't of course there's a huge huge selection of parts that um, are available from the internet like in, in Thingiverse and such, but uh, of course, not everything is available, so you just have to kind of uh, start designing it yourself if you need something. It doesn't exist. Mm. I think that's the hardest part. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've not done it myself, <laughs> but I think uh, designing it or, or, uh, is not that easy, I think, yeah. It has a learning curve, and uh, <laughs> I have to admit that I'm really a beginner at mm -hmm. modeling. Mm, okay, yeah, I think it's it's a cool hobby. I think it's I think it's I'm not sure if it's that new. I think, but it, uh, as you discussed with other people, I think on the server, it, more and more people, or it gets more and more um, cheaper and more and more easier to to do it yourself. I think. Uh, well, uh, there are quite a good selection of uh, free software for mm -hmm. for modeling, and uh, also the 3D printer prices have really come down. And uh, the printers themselves, the firmware and the equipment, they've uh, evolved so much that you can get good results even with a low-cost printer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, so, uh, are there any projects uh, ongoing in the 3D print uh, for you? Uh, well, currently uh, in the project of um, making a, a joystick 
a classic joystick for for my old computers. So I'm recycling all parts like the grip, and then I've design designed a casing and some mechanical parts mm-hmm. uh, for the base of the joystick. Okay, then it, it's a good um, thing that because I wanted to ask you some questions about retro gaming or retro computer. Um, I think that's, as you said, it's a hobby of yours. And for sure, your, 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 your username is RetroBart. So I think this is also in, in the name itself. So um, you're um collecting old computers, for, like auch, also uh, a card? or just normal computers well yeah i guess it's mainly old computers so i i think i have roughly like 20 different models at the moment <laughs> i'm really running out of space actually <laughs> with those yeah, okay <laughs> but uh yeah it's mostly uh commodore Mm-hmm. stuff and then some uk makes like amstrad sinclair bbc and such and few apple computers too mm-hmm. so uh but uh you also um you're not collecting them but you're also using them or yeah i'm using them also so um i have uh acquired some peripherals to um, load games and play with them and uh, of course if uh, if they're well in many cases old computers that uh, they might have some issues so i've uh, also learned to diagnose and fix them mm-hmm. yeah okay. success <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can only imagine yeah That's, uh, I think it's a hobby. It's a cool hobby, but I think a lot of time uh, is needed, I think. Yeah, that's true. So uh, it, it can take time to try to diagnose some fault in the computer. And not, not always you can get them. So it's not always successful. <laughs> so you just have to admit defeat. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, switching to fan fiction stories. As you said earlier, you also got into fan fictions uh, when you got to play uh, Life is Strange. Yeah, that's true. Although I've I have written fan fiction earlier. Ah. And like uh, in the late 90s when uh, mm-hmm. I guess you're familiar with the TV series uh Seen a warrior princess. Um, I'm not sure. It's a TV series that's set in ancient Greek, mm-hmm. and it, it tells about this um, Amazon-like warrior princess. Okay, travels across the country and tries to set things right. Mm-hmm. A a comp- companion, a younger woman. Okay. Storyteller, a bard, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it's about their re- also about their relationship. Oh, okay. The series has a quite, or used to have quite huge following. Mm-hmm. 
and there was quite a lot of fan fiction written about it too so uh that got me thinking that uh, well i might give it a shot and mm-hmm. i wrote a few stories which in retrospective are pretty awful <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah that that was my first attempt and then when i finished playing life is strange and read a few stories i thought that well maybe i'll give it another shot <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now well in word count i've guess i've written almost two novels words so little less than 300,000 words okay wow of fan fiction yeah cool yeah i have to admit that um sadly i have touched on fanfics only after playing life is strange i haven't uh, read any or written any fan fictions before and yeah I, i would encourage everyone to to do that because I think it's an overlooked art that, yeah, get more more and more in the mainstream. It's true, and there there are quite a lot of talented people writing the stories, so yeah, they basically could be like commercial. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think you already said you yeah you wrote some different fanfics before. Is there anything you like the most or uh, in, in writing fanfics or reading fanfics? Uh, well, I guess I always enjoy a good story that kind of uh, sucks you in so that you can't kind of let it go when you start reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's always been about a good story for me. Mm-hmm. Focusing on Life is Strange specific fanfiction stories. So I have to admit that I only read, I think, the one fanfic you uh, we discussed about in, in on the Discord server about the, um, I think, the one uh, about uh, history of of maybe the the family of of Max Caulfield. When you think about the other stories of yours, so and writing it. Is there anything, any fanfic that stuck out the most for you when, when you wrote it? I guess um, I don't, or my, in, in general, my stories aren't con- the most conventional um, Life is Strange fanfiction that's out there. So I guess I don't focus so much on, on, on the relationship aspect. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of try to tell a good story with a good plot and uh, such and then the relationship and those those things are kind of uh, come al- come along with the story if i have to choose favorites from my current work it would actually it would have to be um saving rachel amber mm-hmm. okay so that's well it's it's a finished story so do you any any um contact uh, in the writers community or to the writers community or are you just writing your style and that that's it basically so um i'm a member in at fanfiction.net and then archive our of our own 
Mm-hmm. So I'm a member in both of those communities, but and uh, I do get some feedback from my stories, and mm-hmm. I try to respond to them to my best ability. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, besides uh, the list, Life is Change Discord or Life is Change Fans Discord, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, get involved with the the writers community so mm-hmm. it's it's mostly just writing mm-hmm. uh, when writing do you think there are any limitations in, in the fan art of fan fiction writing or are there any no goals for you well limitations well i guess in regards of writing, the language barrier is always mm-hmm. a limiting factor. So uh, yeah. my writing isn't that kind of uh, rich that it could be if I wasn't native speaker. But uh, I try to do my ho- homework or to do research about uh, so that uh, if there's some s- a specific idiom that you must use so for a certain situation that I'm writing so I try to look into those so that uh, it would come out more um, kind of rich mm-hmm. in, in content if I were to write in Finnish I'd probably it's uh, <laughs> then it would then be an original piece of work mm-hmm Rather than fan fiction, if I if if I ever decided to write some a novel or something, if it's okay uh, with you, I would ask you uh, or would would um, throw a, a critical eye on Life is Strange on some aspect of it, um, like um, always keeping in mind when the game was developed and. Uh, with the commercial limitations in mind. So um, what topics are missing or could have been developed more? I don't know. Well, um, I guess uh, if you think about the first game and it had some, it dealt with quite a few kind of hard issues like um, uh, drug abuse, mm-hmm. sexual assaults, and mm-hmm parental abuse of all those things and I can see that uh, people feel pretty strong about quite a few of those issues uh, personally um, I always kind of uh, try to look from the both sides of things mm. I don't know if it's due to, due to my age or something but uh, <laughs> If you take, for example, um, like uh, how David was hitting Chloe, and uh, mm. of course it's it's not a- acceptable, but uh, mm. kind of always try to look into the bigger context of things, in even in those things. Mm. Yeah, sure, sure. It, it changes the perspective when you uh, yourself are a parent. Or have children, yeah. and sure, it, it changes perspective, and maybe you can 
maybe not understand, but um, see things from from different sides. Yeah, correct. That's true. So um, we come to to the new Life is Strange uh, True Colors a little bit later, but time I have a question in here that was about missing of women of color or people of color in in Life is Strange. Now with the um, the new Life is Strange True Colors, uh, we have um, Alex. Uh, I think an Asian American uh, woman of color. So, what do you think? Will this topic be challenged in, in the new Life is Strange series, or what do you think? I guess it might cause some controversy among some people. Personally, I I don't mind that uh, it's it's great that uh, different uh, ethnic backgrounds get get visibility in in games i i personally think it's a positive thing mm -hmm. and uh but uh sure i can imagine that uh, some might complain about it mm -hmm. but uh, you can all i guess in general in uh, in general in game development that uh, you never can please everybody everybody so there's always always someone who's not going to be happy. But I think it's maybe not the same. But I think Life is Strange too was uh, also not yeah was the the main protagonists were not white were Latinx people, and I think a lot of people or maybe not a lot of people but some people I think was also were also yeah. I'm not sure how to call it. Don't want to call it racist or anything, uh, racism, anything like that. But uh, it's also some people said, "Oh, why are these people are in the game?" But I think it's it's good to to show the yeah, the, as you said, the community is very diverse and very open. Mm, that's true. So I think it was a good good um, thing to to make Alex a new protagonist. But I think we will see how, how the game is received then and when it's coming out. <laughs> True. I think the the first game still has the most... I, I mean, every time a new Life is Strange, Life is Strange game is announced, mm -hmm. uh, people are complaining, okay, we want more Max and <laughs> But... Uh, uh personally i think it's a positive thing that uh they bring new protagonists mm -hmm. rather than trying to continue with uh, max and chloe's story mm -hmm. i think the the comic book mm -hmm. uh does a great job with that and uh i think it's great that uh you have the comic where you can kind of uh, uh travel mm -hmm. future mm -hmm. in and max and chloe's story and then game sequels they kind of uh concentrate on other things mm -hmm. yeah i think also the other the comics do a great job of of complementing the the uh, the original life is strange and and also we have i think not uh, so far with the comics but i think rachel ember is also part of the comics so <laughs> a lot of fans like that also i think <laughs> yeah i really like uh, how um 
MOV Chile mm -hmm. has composed or built a world around one possible mm -hmm. future. Yeah. So do you think, uh, coming back to, to the fandom or, or maybe red lines or taboos in the fandom, do you think there are taboos in the, in the fandom? Um, because I had one instant where there was a discussion if Kate have uh, another religion in, in a fan fiction story, and uh, I'm not sure. So do you think there are uh, limitations in the fandom? I think the fandom is pretty open, but of course there are some, and like, uh, well, pretty much everything in relation to Mark Jefferson <laughs> is pretty... <laughs> yeah, okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty controversial uh, among the fandom, but, well, I don't know. Um, I guess uh, fan fiction in general that it gives you the possibility to uh, kind of uh, take the basic concept Or, or the characters and uh, put them into a completely different setting. I guess uh, it's okay to try out if, as long as you kind of um, uh, stay true to the character, mm -hmm. and uh, of course you don't. How do you say? Um, cross certain, uh, do anything gross with them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's, mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah. Best choice of words, but uh, I guess you get the mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, yeah so, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Kind of respect the characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, coming back to the um, general um, fandom, as you said, you, um, you you count yourself, or I count myself, to the the older part of the community in, in means of uh, um, age. So sometimes when I reveal my age, um, <laughs> there's indirectly a short pause on the other side. So, but, but <laughs> I have to say that I have al always have good reactions from the people, and they are mostly they say cool, uh, are cool with that. But um, but from my point of view, maybe by when it's uh, it's uh, for younger people because I see it here with my uh, my own children. Um, that they ma might have had bad experience in the past, like I don't know, maybe they were, yeah, stalked or stalked or get cyber grooming from from older uh, people. So, um, but as I said, uh, most most said uh, were totally cool with that. Um, so, what's your experience with the community? Think. The community has really been very welcoming, and uh, I've never made a big number of my age myself. But uh, I've always kind of uh, tried to not try to hide the fact, so that I've made clear that I'm I'm an older person, mm. and kind of uh, being open about it. So I guess that actually has probably helped a lot. So that if you're open mm -hmm. about your age and uh, kind of your intentions, mm -hmm. so it's it's easier for the community kind of uh, to invite you in mm -hmm. or welcome you in. Yeah, I think most of the time it's already uh, it's uh, not necessary to to know or to 
to what on the other side, what person uh, on the other side is, is sitting there because it does, doesn't matter at all because uh, you, you, uh, you have the, we all have the, the, yeah, the fandom of Life is Strange in the background and that is what most people, I think, bring together and that's, it doesn't matter where you come from or how old you are. So it's, that is a really cool aspect of the fandom, yeah. So in, in general, I'm not sure, I'm not that kind of uh, big of a gamer, I have to admit. But do you think Life is Strange had an impact on the gamers community or maybe with the new game? I think Life is Strange certainly had a big impact on some of the gamers. So it really has gathered a really big following. Mm -hmm. And uh, personally, it's, uh, it's the best game, game I've ever played played in my life <laughs> and uh, i've played a few games <laughs> okay <laughs> so um i don't think any game will surpass that uh, impact that uh, life is strange had on me mm -hmm. yeah, what, what i found interesting is that um i think a lot of maybe maybe it's uh, also a stereotype but i think a lot of um women or, or female people uh, playing Life is Strange or, or playing game or like to play games like that. But uh, on the other hand, a lot of people like myself, I think, um, also like to play these games, um, even if I'm male, um, because it's, as you said, it's slow paced. That's not a stereotypical shooter game. So you can concentrate on other aspects uh, of the game. So I think it's also why life is strange is also so so famous or or changed the the gamer community in that aspect i think yeah true and uh i think life is strange is for for the gamers who enjoy a good story mm -hmm. so uh that really lured me into it and uh mm -hmm. because i i as i said earlier i enjoy a good story and uh Life is Strange does give you that. For sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we talked about earlier, there's a new Life is Strange coming up in uh, September. Life is Strange True Colors. There's also a, already a lot of discussion ongoing on the Discord server and I think everywhere on the internet. So what are your expectations and what are you looking forward in the uh, new Life is Strange True Colors? Well, I really hope that uh, it'll give give a good story, and uh, there will be a chance to explore explore the explore the uh, the world that it offers. And, uh, and personally, I'm really expecting uh, since they brought in Steph Kingrich from Before the Storm, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, interact with her mm. and of course i'm really looking forward to the remaster of the original life is strange game yeah. okay I, okay yeah i can i can understand that it's for me also because i have to admit that i didn't uh, own the the original versions yet so this is a good good time for me to get the original version 
So, so what do you think uh, of the new version? Do you think there's only a new new look or upgraded look, or do you think they will change anything? I'm hope that uh, they might bring in some new content in addition to the updated graphics, but uh, I can understand if they're just uh, mm -hmm. going to upgrade the graphics and keep everything else same. It's it's still a great great game, and and I'm really looking forward to see how how it'll look when it comes out. Yeah, for sure. Aside from Life is Strange or maybe Life is Strange related, um, what are your future plans and projects? I guess uh, well, I'm in process of writing two Life is Strange fanfics. One is almost finished. Uh, there's like uh, two chapters to go. Although I've been dealing with the writer's block for the last last year, I don't know if the COVID has something to do with it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I haven't really been able to uh, get anything written. And uh, then I have this other story. It's also. Um, A life is strange set in an alternate universe, and uh, uh, that's roughly fifty percent done. So mm -hmm. there's like uh, four chapters written, and uh, maybe three or four chapters to go. Okay. So I hope to get those finished at some point. Um, always. Drawing something, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually pretty good to start illustrations, but uh, getting them finished is is another thing. <laughs> so I have a quite quite a selection of unfinished artworks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I well, there are some real life projects uh, I'm in process of uh, doing some renovation to our house okay mm -hmm. that actually is something that <laughs> at least should take priority <laughs> with my at the moment <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> okay yeah fine so we are reaching the end of the show and is there anything you want to say to the community or give advice or anything you want to share i guess uh, i want to say Uh, thank you to all the wonderful people I've uh, had the privilege to meet and get to know through the community. And uh, you, you are you are all great, wonderful people. I guess I just want to say thank you for letting me be a part of this community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wonderful message. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I will link some of your websites, maybe the DeviantArt uh, webpage. And are there any other websites or any other uh, places you can be found? So, basically, um, at DeviantArt, I'm going by my old alias. It's uh, ProTech438. Okay. So P R O T E K four three eight. So that's uh, 
that's by alias or username in at DeviantArt. Then at fanfiction.net and archive of our own, you can find me by the alias of Lonesome Bard. Mm -hmm. I can link that in the description. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then thanks, Tero, for, for being my interview partner and giving insight into the fandom and your view of it. And uh, have a nice evening. Thank you for having me, and uh, you have a great evening too. Thanks. See you. Thanks. See you. So that was the interview with Bart, and this episode will come to an end. Just a quick note for everyone that hasn't heard the news about the new upcoming Life is Strange True Colors in September from Deck 9 and Square Enix and the new remastered version of Life is Strange and Before the Storm, coming shortly afterwards. I will put some links in the description. So, I hope you are excited as me and most of the community about it. Stay tuned for the next episode at the end of April and please stay safe and be responsible. If you have any good idea or feedback about the podcast or know a person I should really do an interview with, please let me know. You can reach me on Twitter or via email. I will link it in the description. Yes, my Twitter name is it's me Maxine, but my Twitter handle with the at sign is Hansa2. So, thanks for listening to my podcast and spread the word. See you soon in and around Acadia Bay. Yours truly, 